Aguinaldo. This, this is Brock and Saul. Brock Heward and Mark, Matt, Marcus. Sorry about just Mike. Mike. Presented by Carter, Volkswagen, and Ballard. On Seattle Sports Station. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Where's the, the buff dudes at? Now here are your hosts, Brock Heward and Mike Saul. Oh yes, here we go. It is the Brock and Saul here on Seattle Sports on 710. SeattleSports.com, Seattle Sports app. Podcast platforms, you name it. Uh, it's not a Brock and Salt. It's a Brock, Brock and Salt show, I suppose. It's another one. Here we go. It's a Brock and Salt. Does that even mean? You sound so enthusiastic. It's another one. Yeah. yeah it's another one. It's just another day. <laughs> another dollar. It's a noun. It's another a another morning. If you, if you haven't gotten outside yet and you, you park outside and not in a garage, you might want to think about uh, getting out there a few minutes early, doing some defrosting. Uh, Justin is uh, a little late today, and uh, understandably, as he uh, was scraping his uh, ice off his car. Oh, no, with that's a pick. the problem. I can't find my ice. Scraper. Oh, you can't find your ice pick. Yeah, so I'm just sitting there like an idiot. Oh, that's what's that's going it. on here. Where's your ice pick? I don't know. You put it away because the last few weeks have been so nice. You were like, I don't need it, and now all of a sudden <sighs> you need it again. So uh, heads up, everybody. It's a uh, it's a little uh, little chilly out there this morning. Anyway, one of the times that start. Jerry Depoto called in uh, when we were having a cold stretch. Uh, he was. I think he was about to go to the winter meetings or something. And I, as I put him on hold, I was like, "Yeah, that'll be nice. Enjoy not having to scrape your car." Yeah. And then I was like, "Jerry Depoto doesn't have to scrape his car. I'm sure he has a, like, <laughs> I live in an apartment. I'm sure he has a garage. Yeah. Like idiot." Talking about. <laughs> well, maybe he has to scrape it during the day if he parks somewhere for a little while. No, or, no probably not. No. It's Jerry's, not cold enough here. It's only in the morning here. Jerry's got an army of people that do that for him, obviously. They come out, they scrape his car for him, they make sure everything's good. His ice scraper has a name. Yeah. <laughs> Just one of those things you say Sour. and you're like, stupid. Jerry's traded like a couple of ice scrapers to, you know, someone else to get back, like an even better ice scraper. <laughs> Anyway, so Justin's uh, Justin's leaving today. Yeah. Uh, we're going to miss you all of next week. We yep. won't see you until we all kind of arrive in Peoria together for uh, for for spring training, which is going to be great. Yeah, uh, you're you're off to Europe. Is that okay to tell people? Yeah. Good, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. all right. I already have. I feel like we posted some pictures of it. Oh, good. All right. Yeah. So you're 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 and you're going to Austria. Austria. With Wait, your... are you going to be posting pictures of Betsy on this trip? Ooh, gee. This could be a fun slow play or a nice, <laughs> a nice troll job. So you're going to Austria for like 10 days. Uh, yeah, nine, or, yeah, nine, 10. You were bringing with you a carry-on bag. A one backpack. knapsack? Not a knapsack. Explain what you're bringing to go on vacation for 10 days in the cold and snow in Europe. All right, I know what you want to hear, so I'm just going to reverse engineer this. I refuse to check a bag. <laughs> I cannot check a bag. He told me this yesterday. It blew my mind. I can't do it. I'm like, wait, you're going to another country where it's cold and you're not bringing a full suit. That's the thing that gets me is the chill of of being there. Like, it's one thing if you're going for the summer and it's warm weather and you're packing mostly shorts, maybe one pair of pants, T-shirts, things that aren't going to, you know, take up a lot of space. Uh I've done that. We went to Japan for 10 days. I packed a carry on, you know, a a rollerboard Mm -hmm. and I was able to make it through. But you're going to a winter climate in the winter. Yeah. Like, it's going to be cold as you know what there. It's it's winter in the mountains in Austria. Yeah. I mean, you need sweaters and sweatshirts. I mean, you need a sweater, a sweatshirt. You need good base layers <laughs> is what you need. So you're telling me that for 10 days you're going to wear the same shirt? No. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> that's kind of what you just said. No, you just need good base layers. So you're going to change out your T-shirts and wear the same sweater every day? No. 
That's not true. That's what you just said. I have uh, ba- you said, base uh, layers, right? Which go against your skin and right. things like sweaters and sweatshirts or right. whatever. So you're going to wear the same on different undershirt every day under the same overshirt. No, I have I have a, a rotation of sorts. But here's where I'm going I'm to reverse engineer this for you because <laughs> usually everywhere I go, I am on two wheels. I'm renting a motorcycle or a scooter or something to like get around quicker, easier, more efficiently where it's fun for me. Right. Instead of renting a car and sitting in traffic like everywhere else. Right. Understood. So you can't really do that with a large bag. Understood. So I've learned how to pare down right. over time. I get all that. But here's and- the thing. You don't need to continue. I understand what you're saying. I'm going to cut you right off. I get what you're saying and uh, how you've learned to do your solo scooter trip with minimal bags. Uh However, as Stephen A. Smith might say, (laughs) this is not one of those trips. Uh You're taking a mature trip with your girlfriend to Austria. Yeah. Doesn't that require behaving in a more mature way when you go? Yeah, but like the way that we booked this... We are checking uh, one bag. She is checking a bag. Are you going to put anything in it? Uh, I think I have a raincoat in it, just in case. Are you going to put toiletries in it? No. Why? Uh, Because I don't need to. Okay. (laughs) Like, I just don't don't need to. All right. That's easy. Okay. Um, And, oh, I do have a couple, like, T-shirts in her bag. Because it's about a weight issue now, like, making sure that my carry-on actually meets the regulation Mm. for that. Um, But it is her bag to check. And the way we book this, it's, like, really expensive to check a bag. Like, I don't get a checked bag with my right. Flight. So it's like an extra 150 bucks. I like, know, but you're, you're, you're acting in a mature way with your, your girlfriend of many years. You're going to Europe. This is a different trip than you are backpacking around with your little, you know, scooter or whatever. Yeah. Secondly, I heard you saying earlier that you don't want to be carrying, a two, you know, dragging a two-wheel bag behind you. Yeah. But but Betsy is. No, I'm 98% sure it will be my responsibility. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like, you're already going to be doing so that. So why would I have two? Well, you wouldn't. She would carry the other one. <laughs> Obviously, the gentlemanly thing to do if there's one bag to be dragged yeah, handle is it. for you to take it. Yeah. But once you get to a second dragged bag, obviously the division of labor becomes much more important. Sure. So why wouldn't you at that point say, well, I'm going to be dragging a bag either way. We might as well have two of them and actually have enough stuff to get us through our trip to Europe without looking like I've been wearing the same clothes every day. Like a homeless person. carry on bag that doesn't have wheels that I have to carry through cobblestone, snow, and ice street. I just wear it on my back. All right. It's not six. All I know is when I asked Maura about this, her response was, yeah, but when I went to Europe, I brought two checked bags, which to me is like a whole nother world. I was gone for a, like Big at least two weeks, and we went to three different countries. Big spender. I didn't pay for what? it. <laughs> nice. All right. Fair enough. I I helped with the spending on the trip. I did not pay for most of that trip. All right. Nice Good. job. But That's even better, then. That's absolutely the best way to go to Europe. So. I, I'm just like, oh, man, I'm just a nickel and dime myself. Well, I just, you know, at some point you get you get to that point where you're like, you know what? This is going to be worth it in order to have a mature trip somewhere instead of a kid's trip somewhere. Yeah, but where does that line stop? Then you're like, is business class worth it? Uh, well, I mean, it stops all wherever all you... Are priority whatever. lounges worth it? <laughs> what, yes. Are all five-star hotels worth it? Yes. Like, at some point, I'm just going to be like, here's my line <laughs> in the sand. All of those things are worth it, yes. <laughs> are you are you doing any of those things? We're staying a couple nice places. Okay. And everything there is going to be crazy expensive, I know. So I'm like, hey, if I can shave off some money on the front here... And we could, I'd like, oh, here's the other part. I like to do laundry on a trip. 
I you like, liked it. Yeah, because when you go to Austria and you're there for a limited amount of time, you want to spend as much of it as possible <laughs> doing chores. I would go out of my way to not do laundry on a yeah. vacation. It's That's quick. What, it's easy. It's yeah, short. No, you definitely want to do chores on vacation oh, as much as man. you possibly can. No That's, one, That's usually is, uh, as, as the thing you want to do while you're for once, paying a tremendous amount of money to be halfway across the world. Great, okay, come on. 425. <laughs> for once, Justin and Salad Fingers sound crazier than Saul. <laughs> salad Fingers really... I'm like, getting new finger nicknames like now? The, like they're tongs of some sort, right? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, we uh, more don't worry because we've got a friend for you uh, before we get to everything you need to know. We, we found a friend for you. Um, after all of this talk of your fingers being longer than, you know, not just average but normal, uh, the, the sort of freak show fingers that you've bring to the table. Jeez. We found somebody for you to uh, perhaps bond with, and that would be Matt Brash, who I'm sure we will talk oh, wow. to when we get down to spring training, because I, I really enjoy him. But as it turns out, uh, they had this guy, Chris Langan, on yesterday from Driveline, who's been working with Brash. He was on with Wyman and Bob, and apparently you guys are simpatico. He's never thrown a pitch like this before, right? So he's so used to seeing that slider move about 15 inches. you got to find a grip. Grab, uh, Brash has very unusual fingers. Hmm. Oh, boy. So you're saying I should try pitching? I'm saying that you we're going to put your hands up against Matt Brash's and see what we see. Matt Brash more duly. I'm saying if, if you don't expect some sort of a hand picture of just you and Matt Brash coming out of Peoria in a couple of weeks, then you're not paying close enough attention. All right. Uh, it is Valentine's Day, uh, so we have some poems that we've created, that you've created, which we'll have for you throughout the morning. Andrew Brandt is going to be with us today as well. We'll take some of your calls in about 20 minutes. Need to know is next. It's Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports on 710, salesports.com. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. Well, we do expect the first off-season shoe to drop today in the NFL when the Raiders inevitably cut Derek Carr. They have to, or else they're going to have to spend $40 million on him. And their deadline is today. So because he's released... He can sign with any team right away. He doesn't have to wait for the start of free agency in March. So, yes, he will be first to the market, and he'll set what that market is to a certain extent. How much does he get? Will he get more than Geno Smith? I I think so. I think he will, based on his age and the fact that he's done it longer and more consistently than Geno has. But certainly what Geno just did in this past season was more impressive than what Derek Carr is coming off of. But, what, $40 a year? Thirty-five. It's going to be a marker in some way, and we're going to use it as another point of reference for what uh, for what Geno Smith is going to be worth. And in theory, he could be an option here. I mean, as of right now, the Seahawks don't have a quarterback under contract moving forward. Would he be a good fit? K.J. Wright played with him in Las Vegas, and he said, yeah. If we cannot get Geno done, um, I like him over Drew Locke, and I was with Derek Carr last year. Talented quarterback, teammates love him, teammates respect him. And I believe that when it comes to Coach Carroll, once again, I believe that Coach Carroll can fix Derek Carr. I believe that he can bring out the best in him leadership-wise. I believe he can bring out the best in him with protecting the football with all those interceptions he's thrown. I believe that he can come into this system with the weapons that we have. If we can find a great number with Derek Carr, I believe that would be a really good pickup. Hey, he thinks it would be a good fit. He doesn't move well is the one big concern that I would have. That and, you know, just the price. I wouldn't be spending $40 million on Derek Carr either. But he doesn't move all that well. And I just it, it's hard for me to imagine 
spending big money on a quarterback that doesn't move well. It just it's 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 so important to the modern game and it brings so much of an advantage. You saw it with both quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. Even Patrick Mahomes injured was still able to run around at least a little bit. Hard for me to bring in the quarterback who's run for like the fewest yards of anybody in the game over the last few years. Here's the second thing you need to know. I know it's cold outside this morning, but it is nice and toasty, or at least it will be today in Peoria. Mariners players starting to arrive ahead of their first workouts on Thursday. They get a report tomorrow, pitchers and catchers do, and then uh, they start to workouts on Thursday. Great to see the team tweet some videos. Robbie Ray, George Kirby, Andres Munoz, Colton Wong, all at the facility working out. Any guesses what Wong was doing? Yeah, he was working on his defense with Perry Hill. As he should be. Huge if they could get him to improve at uh, defensively at second base, which has been their theme, right, with J.P. Crawford and Eugenio Suarez. It's like Perry Hill is just a secret weapon. You can bring in anybody regardless of their struggles, and he can turn them into a pretty good infielder. So I think that's going to be great. Uh, as we know, plenty of new rules this year, but one newer rule is going to be sticking around, and I know Justin's going to be happy about it. The league announcing that the extra innings ghost runner will be permanently a part of baseball's regular season moving forward. I don't mind it. It's so good they won't use it for the postseason. Huh. God, it must be a great rule. <laughs> it's definitely the right way to end a game. It's Scott's so service great. service has said he likes it, and it helps them. You need to get over this. I don't care that Scott likes it. You don't care that the person managing the team says this has helped us? No. It's a good thing for us. Dumb rule. I don't like the rule. (laughs) It has nothing to do with what Scott says about it. What if I have it as a morning radio host? And you're like, well, maybe this game ends. No, I don't mind that element of it. But for the good of baseball, I'm willing to stay up a few extra minutes. And I think the rule is dumb. There. Here's the third thing you need to know. Well, Kraken will be back at it in Winnipeg. Another pretty good matchup as the uh, Jets are number two in the Central. It just feels like Brock's right about this. It just feels like every night they're playing a pretty good team. When does that soft part of the schedule come? When do they get a bunch of games against Anaheim, San Jose, and, you know, Phoenix? Some of these teams that are not very good. Let's make that happen sooner rather than later. Uh, Anyway, most of the folks who swore off the NFL apparently have come back. That's shocking. The Super Bowl was watched by 113 million people. That is the third highest number in history. And uh, jump up over the last couple of years. So nice job by Fox. Next year, they go to Las Vegas. Oh, boy. The Super Bowl is going to be in Vegas next year. The year after that, back to New Orleans. What could go wrong? That's quite a quite a group. L.A. in order. L.A. Scott. Well, it's not Scottsdale, unfortunately. It's Glendale. But all right. The Phoenix area. And then Vegas. And then New Orleans. Great party towns. <laughs> Where are they going the year after that? that? Ibiza? Ibiza? Ibiza. Whatever. Ibiza? It's not the TH? Nope. It's not like Barcelona? Barcelona. Ibiza. All right. Wow. That's everything you need to know. Hey, where do you go after that? Do we already know? No. Okay. No, that's all we know. Hmm, They did Minnesota, right? That new stadium? They did the new stadium, I think, in Minnesota. Yeah. So where do you go next? Like, what what would be a bigger party town than than what they've done here with this little L.A. Vegas New Orleans run? Like, okay, what, they just did Miami. They did Miami, right? So where like where else do you go? Where where else has a party? Do you go to like Rio? <laughs> like, let's do the Super Bowl in Rio, <laughs> Carnival or whatever. Nashville's a party town. 
Huh? That's mm. true. They probably got the infrastructure hotel wise. Yeah, why has it has it ever been there? The stadium's a dump. Is that the case? Yeah. Oh it's, really? Yeah, it's not nice. Really? It's it kinda of, it reminds me a lot of the old Qualcomm. Oh. Just a big concrete circle. That's too bad. Nothing cool about it. Oh, so that's maybe they're trying to build a new one. Maybe that's why they've never done it there. They're trying to build, and that's why the plans have been ready for a new oh, one for a while. That would be cool. Yeah, Nashville seems like it would be a good place for... Probably too cold. Don't they have some rules about temperature, too? They claim to, but I then mean, they did it in New York. York. So, yeah. I mean, like, they're willing to break those rules for the right place. I figure, yeah. Once, good point. Hmm. I think they should just do away with that rule and just have the Super Bowl in all these different places. I mean, don't you... I mean, I saw Schlereth tweeting about this yesterday. Seattle, Denver. I mean, like, there are some cool cities that should get the Super Bowl, and at this point... The turf was so bad in, in Glendale, and the weather was cold enough in New York. Like, what's the difference? When's the last time we had it in Dallas? Uh, I think it wasn't that long ago, right? Because they built Jerry's World. They must have had it there soon afterwards. I don't necessarily remember. at Stadium hosted one, 2011. Oh, well, so it's been a while. So maybe they'll go back to Dallas here at some point. That seems like it would be on the list. Yeah. Jerry's got the kind of pull to make that happen. I'd like but... to see it in some of the big college stadiums, too, in like Notre Dame or like Ohio State. Would you like it here? Why not? I would love it here. Yeah, no, it's I've talked about this for a long time. I think it would be great. Apparently, we don't have enough hotel rooms, yeah. and it's too cold and whatever. But I would. When I, they did it in Minnesota, they literally just built two new hotels on, <laughs> yeah, like on the like sides of the Mall of America. Really? Like, there you go. That's where the team stayed. And are they still there, or were they like temporary? So. Yeah, like they the were. Olympic I mean, they were actual nice, like Hyatt. Huh. Yeah, I, I would love to have that back. I think that would be great. So, hey, uh, we said that today is Valentine's Day. Well, we didn't just say it. It is. Today is Valentine's Day. And Maura had a great suggestion last night. So we're going to do this throughout the show today. Uh, I solicited some um, some some Valentine's Day poems for your favorite Seattle athlete or team or whomever you wanted to write a Valentine's Day poem for. And uh, we've all written some poems of some sort. Uh, but I also asked uh, asked you guys to as well. So I, I'm going to read you a poem or two that I that I got from uh, from the listening audience. Ooh, right now? Yeah, I'll give you one. I'll give you one now, and then we'll dig into more over the course of the can day. I, can I give you some like like music? For, sure. Yeah, uh, give me a little music so I can do this. You want a Julio one to start? Yeah. All yes, right, from yeah. Mo Butch. Roses are red. Violets are blue. J Rod's the goat. <laughs> okay. Do you like that one? Was it sweet? Simple. Right, Accurate. Give you, give you one more. This is from Chris. Chris Hamilton. There once was a Seahawk named Lockett who always took off like a rocket. In the slaughter outside, he gave DBs a ride. Catching bombs dropped right into his pocket. I don't know. That's sweet. Very sweet to Tyler. Very creative out here. We That's all more. I got for now, but I, 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 got, I, okay. I got more in my, in my sheet here. I appropriately have written one for Luis Castillo, as I'm sure you can imagine. Uh, so I will be reading appropriately about Appropriately, in quotes. Yes, it's appropriate. I promise. There's oh, we nothing... need your special music for that one. Yeah, bring, like bring me music? my special ghost Luis Castillo okay. music, and I'll, I'll read that a little bit later. All right. Uh, I'll, I'm going to open up the phones here in a few minutes, uh, talking some Seahawks. I'll explain how in a minute. It's Brock and Salk, Sales Sports on 710salesports.com. This, this is Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines studio. Back in mornings from 6 to 10. On Seattle Sports Station. Mm, big debate this morning, Justin. I'm trying to figure out what we're going to rank. Some talk of ranking today's. Rainstorm, too. Rains? Sure it is. You done rain? I don't know if we've ever done rain. Mm, I think so. I feel like you guys never know if we've there. ever done anything. We don't have very good memories, but that doesn't mean that we're not good at ranked. So... 
just a couple of thoughts. I don't know if you guys have suggestions. You can always text them to the show, 866-979-3776. All right, speaking of that number, I'm going to open up the phone lines here. Uh, we got a little uh, a little free time before Brock joins us at 7 o'clock. So rather than uh, prattle on and on, I thought I would uh, ask you guys what you think because you're smarter and I want to hear from you guys a little bit. Also, it's a little less work for me for the next few minutes. So here we go. <laughs> Question is, and I put this into a poll last night. I'm not going to call it an epic poll, and I didn't need Brock's help retweeting it or anything. But the poll question is essentially, who do you want to be the quarterback next year for the Seahawks now that you're kind of looking in this offseason of options? We know that Geno Smith wants $40 million, or at least that's what we assume based on a couple things that have been put out there. So let's say Geno wants forty; They want to pay him less. Let's put Geno at the $35 million mark. You want to pay Geno Smith $35 million a year? That's one option. Derek Carr is about to be available probably as soon as later today. You want to go after Derek Carr? Pay him roughly the same? Maybe a little bit more? Do you believe that, as KJ said, Pete Carroll can unlock Derek Carr and, you know, love on him a little bit, as Brock would say, and make him a little bit more of a positive environment? He's had six coaches in nine years or whatever it is. I mean, he's, he's had... Every disadvantage a quarterback can have. KJ used the word fix. Yeah. It's like, hmm, I don't know if I want to, if I want another project in the garage. All right. So maybe maybe that's not your option. Again, 866-979-3776. I would say he quite literally fixed him. Yeah. Uh, we've thrown out the name Drew Locke because he's cheap, not because you think he's great, but because he's cheap. And maybe you can do the same thing with him that you just did with Geno Smith and spend a lot of that extra million, you know, multi tens of millions of dollars on extra help elsewhere on your team. So there's another option for you. Uh, Brock yesterday brought up another name that I will admit gets me excited. I'm not convinced it's the right name, but I can't help it. When you tell me Lamar Jackson might be a possibility, I'm intrigued. I love Lamar. I was told yesterday, I told somebody that I think Lamar Jackson's the most exciting player to watch in the NFL. And this person outright scoffed at me and was like, you're too smart for that. How dare you? (laughs) And I was like, well, first of all, I'm not that smart. Second of all, really? He's got the most acceleration of anybody in the game. He's unique. He's flashy. He's fun. Did this person come back with a rebuttal as to who? Not really. No. So I just kind of ignore them. This person doesn't know what they're talking about. I just can't remember the last time I watched him. True. You got injury concerns. (laughs) Right. Fair point. But when healthy, dude, I think Lamar is like as close as we have to Michael Vick. Like, I think he's a blast to watch. That little flick delivery he's got is fun. Like, I think he's so much fun. So throw his name out there. I'd like him out of the AFC North. That'd be nice. And then uh, let me put one out, one more, which is a draft. Somebody in the draft. Right. I mean, we haven't talked a lot about the idea of drafting a quarterback, but it's certainly an option. Whether it's at number five or later, or maybe it's one of these combo deals where you draft somebody and sign somebody. The problem is if you're spending money on a Geno Smith, right, you're not doing it on a one-year deal because then you take the cap hit now. But if you do it on like one of these three-year deals, then the cap hit gets pushed down the road. So by the time you're ready to win with your young quarterback, you're still paying the guy that, that you're trying to win with now. So I'm not sure that makes the most amount of sense either. So 866-979-3776, simple question. And those are essentially the answers that I can come up with. 866-979-3776. I always get a little nervous opening up the phone lines this early in the show. It's only 630. P. 
people have got to scrape their cars yeah, it's off. Cold. Yeah. It's cold. It's dark. Valentine's Day. Everybody's it's, running around looking for a card. Right. You got to go get roses today or whatever it is you do for, for somebody on Valentine's Day. Or whatever but, you do for somebody on Valentine's Day. I'm not a big Valentine's Day guy. I don't, I mean, I, I'll write a poem to a Luis Castillo now and again, but I'm not. <laughs> I don't celebrate Valentine's Day. I think Day the in a longer big way. you're with someone, right. you're like, there's so many other. We've got birthdays, we have anniversary, we 100%. have like, this is just a, it's a beginner's holiday. It's a beginning relationship holiday. It's manufactured. It <laughs> yes. just feels manufactured. Like, I celebrate my anniversary, I celebrate my dating anniversary. Like, there's all these other great ways to celebrate how much I love my wife. I don't need a manufactured day two weeks after her birthday. Yeah. I just don't need it. So, I don't do a lot for Valentine's Day. Sorry. But, but the question is, Geno Smith, Derek Carr, Lamar Jackson, Drew Locke, draft pick. Give me a name and tell me why. 866-979-3776. I have gone back and forth on this over and over again. If Drew Locke, I'm sorry, if Geno Smith were cheaper, this would be a no-brainer to me. If it was Geno Smith in the 20 to 25 million range, I'm all in. And if that's what they end up signing him for, I will stand up and applaud. I know there are people who've heard this argument and think that I'm anti-Gino. I'm not. I'm just anti-paying a commodity at quarterback who's in a second tier that much money. I don't think you get the value there. And if they sign him, I mean, I'll be, I'll cheer for him. I like Gino, but I don't think it's the best way for them to win a championship. Right, you better be right. I, 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 it's not, I don't believe that's the best chance for them to win. Drew Locke at $10 million is intriguing to me because of what I think you can do you know, elsewhere with, with that money. But I'll admit, one of the flaws in that is you've got to attract free agents. How excited is a free agent to come here and play with a guy who's never been a successful starter? Probably not very. So I think that's a major hole in that plan as well, even though it's one I've thrown out there quite a bit. I think that's one of the best arguments against it. Hey, I want to bring in Drew Locke at $10 million and spend the money on Deron Payne. Hey, Deron Payne, want to come to Seattle? Yeah, who's your quarterback? Drew Locke? Uh, no. <laughs> so it's one of those sort of, you know, when you get one, the other thing becomes an impossibility. So maybe that doesn't work. Derek Carr? That's even more money probably than Geno because there's going to be a market. There's a track record. I'm I'm pretty unwilling to spend forty million again on a second tier quarterback. So I'm probably well, not to in the Derek Carr. Tom Palacero, the Saints weren't either. He said they the Raiders and the Saints had the framework of a deal worked out, and they said his forty million dollar contract was too much. Okay, maybe. All right, so maybe that's going to be in the thirty million dollar range. All right. Yeah. I mean, I could have that conversation, but again, it's spending a lot of money for a quarterback that I'm not convinced is at the elite level. And is there a world in which Geno gets more than Derek Carr? It's hard for me to imagine. Okay. I, I, okay. I don't I think so just because, because of the track of record. But, but I think they'll be closer this year than they were. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But I, I don't I don't know whether Gina Such will get more than him. a body of work. Yeah, I know. So 866-979-3776. What direction you want to go? We've got a bunch of people on the phone. Let me dig in, starting with Brandon and Phoenix. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you guys? Good. Um, I want Gino. And, and I think if you can get him around the 30 to 35 million, I think you do it. I think you can be creative with the money and, and not take a, a big hit. Um, I think you can have your cake and eat it too. Well, you don't take a big hit now. You're going to take a hit eventually because that money, you, you still got to pay the money. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing about these, like we can always talk about manipulating the cap and they can, but it's short term and then you pay a long-term consequence. Yeah, 
I still think you can kick the can down the road a lot. <laughs> Look at the Rams. See, although they're so you think you can win now, a Super Bowl yeah. in the next two years with Geno Smith getting $35 million? It depends on what you can pick up on your defense from free agents and, and what kind of draft you have. How, mu- how much can you pick I up do. on defense if, you, if you've spent $35 million on your quarterback? It depends on how big their their cap is, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, can... they've got some cap space, but Brandon, I appreciate the phone call. I mean, that that that's the thing I keep coming back to. Yeah, you can work around some of these things, but it's not a sustainable way to behave. It, it may work short term. You may come come up with some options. You may find a couple guys on short term deals, or in three years, you've got everybody's cap number all coming due at once. And then you're in trouble, and that's what's happened to the Rams and the Saints and some of these other teams. So if you don't win during that time, you're 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 screwed. You can do that, but I, but you better be pretty sure you got a chance to win a Super Bowl with Geno Smith. Yeah. Or else, at the end of it, you're looking at a major issue. Keep coming back to what you told me last year. You think Pete gets one more quarterback? Yeah. It's like, what, who do you want to bet on? If after just, after this past year, yeah, like this next quarterback yeah, is probably going to be the last one he prob- signs to a long I think, deal. I think it is, is and that go, and that's why the Lamar Jackson one is interesting. That guy's had success. I don't think they'll go in that direction. I don't think John Schneider could do that. But if I'm Pete, yeah, I'd be pretty interested in Lamar Jackson. Instantly credible. Forget that sixty-six to one. I mean, oh, you, yeah. you you become yeah. one of the contenders in the NFL instantly. Eight six six nine seven nine three seven seven six. Go to Ed, who's in Idaho. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, guys. What's up? Hey, uh, let's be realistic here. Let's go with Drew Locke, spend the money on the defense, and then look for a quarter, another quarterback down the road. We're mm-hmm. not ready to win a Super Bowl with our defense like it is. That's all I got. Thanks. Well, so, so Drew or Ed rather, hold on one sec before you go, you got to answer the question I brought up before. Cause I've been, I've been preaching this view as well. So you got to answer this question that I'm trying to wrestle with. If you sign drew Locke, okay. okay and now I want to go out and sign a big time defensive free agent. Let's say you're Deron Payne, And I come to you and say, Hey, I want you to come to Seattle and you got other offers elsewhere. Cause you're a big name free agent. And you say to me, Who's your quarterback? I say Drew Locke. Are you signing in Seattle? I personally think most of the time it's about the money for these guys. Yeah. And Pete Carroll has made the comment more than once that he's perfectly fine with Drew Locke. So I would say, you know, I'm not the I'm not the defensive player you're talking about, but but uh, I. If you ask me, yes, I would. I love it. That's a great answer. Thanks, Ed. Appreciate the phone call, and, and that's a good point. You might have to pay a premium for it, but you know what? Sometimes you got to pay a premium anyway because you're in Seattle, et cetera. So I, I, that might be a, that might be the right answer. Maybe you just say, "Yeah, but we're going to offer those guys a ton of money, and that's going to fix our defense and make it Super Bowl worthy." He makes a good point. Sign Geno Smith to thirty-five million. You got to make your defense so much better if you want to be a Super Bowl contender. Mm-hmm. It's a huge, huge difference. 866-979-3776. Let me go to uh, Flynn, who is in Kent. What's going on, Flynn? Hey, Sock. Thanks for taking the call. Um, I would say Lamar Jackson all day if we are doing, you know, sports radio talk. Then if he's healthy, I am saying Lamar Jackson all day because it'll be like a video game with the rest of that offense. I'd even double down and try to get – Mayor from Notre Dame, the tight end, and just make this offense. You know, we can win like college basketball scores, fifty-one to fifty. <laughs> so, I don't know whether Lamar's ever going to score that many points just with his his running versus his throwing, 
But I, it's interesting. So you're willing to give up. All right, so you're going to get Lamar Jackson. You're willing to give up a first this year, next year, and a second? I, you know, if he's, if he's healthy, yes. I mean, the run option um, with him is, you know, the run, you know, RPO and stuff, I mean, it is next level. It's not, you know, this isn't you know, Russ trying to run the RPO. I mean, this is Kenneth Walker and Lamar Jackson in a backfield. That is me. I think that's a lot of wins right there in keeping the defense off the field mm-hmm. with running the ball more again. So, I mean, and I'm, I would think that we – defensive side would like what they were building here. Well, um, I, I think you would absolutely stuff. have that idea of you're building something special, right? People want to come be around it, I think, right? I mean, I, I, look, I'm super intrigued by it. It's a lot of money, and it's a lot of draft capital, so you're going to have to figure out how to make the rest of your team better while spending the money on Lamar and spending draft capital Oof, to get it. Sounds all too familiar to our friends in Denver. Right? I mean, like, how, how are you going to make your team? And, by the way, there's an injury concern. And, by the way, he's never thrown for all that many yards in a season. Yeah. And, by the way, you would have to change your offense. It's not what, what Shane Waldron has run. get too far into the homework that Brock gave us for later. He'll get mad at you. Well, that's okay. He'll, he should be here now if he wants to, if he wants to be here for the Lamar <laughs> conversation. He's perfectly capable of uh, jumping on a few minutes early. But but the point remains, he's super, super exciting. He's unbelievably talented. He's instant credibility, and he makes you a contender for a Super Bowl right away just by being one of the best in the game. MVP winner. But there's so much risk. He is by far the riskiest option on that list. And, and to take it, you got to really believe expensive. in him. Like, of if course. they franchise tag him, you're going to have to give up so much. Yeah. And he wants a $50 million a year guaranteed, fully guaranteed contract. And his, you know, he's dealing with his mom as an agent. I, mean, oh, I thought like he was his a, own agent. That's his mom, I okay. think. But there's a lot of there's a lot of risk. But the re- potential reward yeah. is significantly higher than anybody else we're talking about. He is, he is more talented than Carr, more talented <laughs> than Geno, more talented than Drew Locke, more talented than anybody in this year's draft. I mean, he's not freak close. show talented. Yeah. And he's already won an MVP. 866-979-3776. Let me go to Mike in Yakima. Good morning, sir. What's going on? Good morning, Mike. How you doing? So good. Hey, uh, I got a quick idea here. I was sitting here listening to everybody. I was thinking about keeping Gino for three years, but I had a, this little uh, poof in my head went off. What if we just sign Gino for one and we might take Michael Penix next year and next year's draft? <laughs> Well, I do like Michael Penix, but you know who knows whether you're going to get him or not. I mean, that's a that's a that's that's spending a lot, or putting a lot of uh, eggs in one basket. And if you're in Yakima, I'm sure you know about the price of eggs right now, right? I mean, like I'm not I'm not doing that. Players Sorry. don't want to sign one year deals, and Gino doesn't need to sign a one year deal, and you don't want to sign him to a one year deal. Gino's like, what are you kidding me? This is my opportunity to get big time paid coming off my season. Someone's going to sign me to a multi-year deal. Forget mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, it's a terrible cap hit for the Seahawks. So I love the idea. And obviously, you know, if you can get multiple people who you already know, then I'm always, you know, I know the people are for that. But I, I think that's a kind of a risky way to go. Appreciate the call. 866-979-3776. Let me go to Paul in Spokane. Good morning, Paul. Yeah, good morning. What's up? I thought it was Drew Locke. I'm I'm rolling off of Ed in Idaho. Drew Locke. I also want to throw in Trust, Tristan Pete. 
trust. Uh, Pete has a proven track record of uh, picking the right quarterback, surprise moves, you know, dating back all the way with USC and picking Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. That's all I have to say. So, but but by that logic, whatever Pete does will be the right move. Oh, for sure, he's proved it. All right, but the question isn't what do you, the question isn't do you love Pete or not? The question is who do you want to be the quarterback next year? I'd like to see uh, Drew Locke All right. and then build off of that either a draft pick from uh, this last year or two years from now. I love it. All right. Well, th- see, I think there is something to that. And I you know, this has been the drum that I've probably beaten more than any other just because of the options that it opens up. It's scary. It's risky also. Of going with Drew. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the least risky option here, the safest option is Geno Smith. Yeah. Right? You know what he is. You know how he is in this system. You know how he works. He's been comfortable here. He's probably the safest option. Followed by Derek Carr. Proven track record of health for sure. Never really missed games. Uh, He's been a successful NFL quarterback, you know what you're getting. Uh, he can probably run an offense like this. I mean, KJ, like, the guys love him. He's- yeah, I mean, so that's probably 1B in terms of lack of risk, just being straight up safe, okay? Next, gosh, I, I mean, the other three are all you have high risk, high reward, right? I mean, the Drew Locke one, I don't know how much of the reward there is there. Although, if he plays to the second-round ability that he was drafted to, I, I suppose the reward is actually, you know, Geno-like, but with more a better cast of characters around him. So, there's some risk-reward there. But the risk is that the guy just can't play, that he just keeps throwing picks, and unfortunately, you can't fix that, that he just doesn't process the game quickly enough to be a great player. And then sure you're enough, stuck yeah. with a quarterback who just isn't very good. Now, in the Drew Locke scenario, you're almost definitely drafting somebody this year. Maybe not at number five, maybe not even at 20, but with one of your second round picks, right? If, if you go with my theory, which is the Drew Locke, you know, route, you're drafting Richardson or DTR, one of these guys, Hooker, who's going to be available somewhere in the second round. You have to. You owe it to yourself. Right. And maybe it's not the number five pick or the 20 pick, but you have to draft a quarterback in that case because of the risk. If you go with Lamar Jackson, huge risk reward by, you know, the probably the most risk just because of who he is. Right. And the injuries that Mora keeps bringing up and the cost. But the reward is ridiculous. The reward is an MVP guy. That maybe. is hard to find. Who's played? 12 games each of the last few years and hasn't been available for the playoffs either time. That's the risk side of it. I understand that there's the risk. But you're spending but, that much. And then what do you, what happens to your defense? You um, can't, with what you give up for him, you can't, you're, you're losing those draft picks that you value so much right now. Well, you probably have one of your first rounders still, and you probably have one of your second rounders. You don't have your first rounder next year. Hall. I wouldn't be surprised if they have for both. Maybe, but I don't know how much of a market there's going to be for that. How many teams out there are going to go crazy? I don't think they need to sell him that badly. Well, if you can't sign him and you don't want the cap hit of of franchising him, you got to trade him. But if not that many people want to trade for him, going to get franchised. Huh? I think he'll just play on the franchise tag. If they can't find a good trade, I think they'll just say, "Well, you you get the franchise." I, I don't think they're going to want to do that from a cap space uh, situation. Maybe they do, but I don't know. They the cost in terms of draft picks might not be as high as it was for Russell or even for some others, just because I don't know how much of a market there's going to be for services. 
I'm intrigued. I'm not saying it works, but the question was risk and reward. The risk, Maury, you're right, is gigantic. But so is the potential reward given the skill set that you'd be getting. And then the draft is, you know, who the heck knows. 866-979-3776. Let me go with, uh, let's see, Dave in Spokane. What's going on, Dave? Hey, good. How you doing? Um, I want Drew Locke. I, I want the defense to be fixed through the draft. And uh, I want the interior of our offensive line to be fixed. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I think at that point, then we can afford to go after and spend money on a quarterback, but not until those two things are fixed. I mean, we've already yeah, – KJ said we're two years away from being a Super Bowl championship, mm-hmm. and I think those things have to be mended and fixed before we move on. Yeah, appreciate the phone call. I think there's a lot of value to that. It's interesting. The Drew Locke idea doesn't do very well in a poll. But a lot of the calls today have definitely gone in that direction. Let me see if I can grab one more. Paul is here in Kirkland. What's going on, Paul? Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Great. Hey, I think uh, Drew, uh, Drew Locke is good to train up for next year, but we need to stick with Gino. He provides the three C's. He's competent in what he's doing. He has the chemistry with the team, and his character is such that he represents us well, okay. and he's done so in his press. So you're going to give him forty so, million? Um, no, I think twenty-five to thirty plus incentives would do it. Um, you know, there, there's not a lot of people knocking on his door, but you know, he has demonstrated it for one year, and I think we we build on that. What if he says no? And, what if he says, "I believe my market is forty million"? Well, then you go with uh, Drew. So I you mean, got a number. You you got a hard limit. It sounds like of about what thirty thirty five. Thirty thirty five, yeah, yeah, okay. I think, and that's realistic. I don't think, I don't think uh, Gino would turn that down. It's a good question. I don't know. I mean, uh, appreciate the phone call, Paul. Thanks for uh, waking up and, and chatting with us today. I don't know. I don't know whether Gino says yes to thirty. If he's looking for forty, he might say yes to thirty five. I don't think he's saying yes to thirty. That's my gut. I want to know what the other market, the other teams are. Because if I'm Gino, I also was like thirty five or forty, or thirty five of the chance to win and forty with have fun. Well, but how does he know that it's a chance to win at that price? I mean, like, again, I, they were good last year, but that 66 to 1 number doesn't come from nowhere. I mean, like, you yeah. need to significantly upgrade the roster. $35 million for Geno Smith makes it awfully hard to do that. Brock's going to be in in a moment. We'll keep this going. It's Brock and Salk Sales Sports on 710 SeattleSports.com.